Oh, that's Easter, huh? That's the Easter story. Oh, that's great. I thought a good place to start this morning was from the Bible. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the Gospel I preach to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. And by this Gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the Word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures, and then He appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve, and after that He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then He appeared to James, and to all the apostles. Last of all, Paul writes, He appeared to me also. That's, that's Easter. That's why we're here to celebrate. Greatest message ever. I, I gotta be honest, when it comes Easter time, I feel a little, a little pressure. Like, some of these have heard the story, and, 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 I, and I gotta, I guess I, I want to deliver a message that you'd be chest bumping each other. You know what I mean? That kind of, that kind of message. And, um, and so there's a little pressure, but then I was reminded this week as I was preparing this of, of some of Jesus' sermons. Example, one time he had um, some of his disciples around him and he said, you know, it's, it's kind of like a farmer. The kingdom of God's kind of like a farmer. He's got some seed, throws it down. Some lands on the hard ground. Birds come, they take it away. He throws some on the rocky soil. It starts to grow, but the sun gets hot, scorches it. They're, to- they're toast. He throws some seed on the, uh, among the thorns and the thistles and the weeds grow up, choke it out, and they die. And some he throws on good soil and and, uh, and they take root and they grow and produce a lot and some of you aren't going to get it, amen. That's his message. I'm like, well, maybe there's not so much pressure. Uh, and then he, the disciples are like, what's that all about? We don't get it. Jesus goes on to explain about the human heart and that, that the seeds of the Word of God are, are planted in human hearts and each of those is considered an example of the human heart. And then after he explains it, he says, he who has ears, let him hear. Uh, Jesus is the only one in the Bible who's used that phrase. He's uses it multiple times, and what he's simply saying is if you want to hear, you'll hear. If you want to listen, you'll listen. Now, there's a part of me when I get to Eastern or Resurrection and talking to people, say, I don't believe that, or, or maybe I don't believe in a God, or, and like that, and there's a part of me that wants to argue and says, oh, yeah, let's sit down. We'll talk facts. Here's all the historical evidence for the resurrection and go on and on. And one of them I just read, about 500 people he appeared to. And I'm like, come on, let's argue this through. And then I'm reminded of this and say, it doesn't matter. No matter how many times, how many ways maybe I could prove it, it really comes down to he who has ears to hear, let him hear. If you want to hear, you'll hear. If you want to receive, you'll receive. So I guess there really is no pressure. I say all that to say Either you come with a good heart this morning, which I trust you do, um, and it's open, or it's closed. And no matter how much convincing I do, um, you're not going to allow God's Word to take root. But I trust that's not the case. I spoke Good Friday um, at our community service, and I had the fourth word um, of Jesus on the cross, where he says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I was reminded that the Father forsook the Son because His holiness required it. 
And only Jesus could take the wrath that you and I so richly deserved. I mean, really, do you think you could stand before a holy God and plead your case? I mean, really. I mean, could you stand before a holy God and say, you know what? I've been good enough. I haven't been as bad as Hitler or Bin Laden. I haven't been that bad. Pretty good God. Do you really think you could stand before a holy God and say that? Think you know better. Some would say, well, you know, really, the reason I don't go to church or, or, or part of this Christianity thing is, is all the hypocrites in church. Well, okay, well, why don't you come to church? You're going to be the only one there. Um, but it's really about the human heart, isn't it? It really keeps coming back to the human heart. And that you and I understanding before God, we got nothing. We're sinners. We do what we don't want to do. Sometimes we do what we do want to do. And we're guilty. And we know it. I don't need to convince you of that. But the good news of Easter is that as bad as life can get, as bad as our sin is, His grace is greater His grace is greater. You see, the credentials of Christ can be seen by all who care. No one is qualified to be Savior but Jesus. And I used to think in terms of begging people, why don't you come to faith? Why don't you come to church and beg people, please, please follow Jesus. Please, please consider being baptized. That's not really the way it should be. I mean, I would hope that we would cry out and say, God, I run to you. I don't need any prodding. I don't need any pleading. You've forgiven me. You, a God who spoke that son you saw driving into existence, who spoke all the universe into existence, that God, that holy God who's found all the fullness of joy, all the fullness of peace, all the fullness of everything you could, your heart would desire, and he calls to you and says, I care about you. I love you. I came for you. We should run to him. We should be running to him and say, God, forgive me. I need you. I want you. You're everything I could want. Like Keith said, the bottle's got nothing to offer. Any career path I could ever choose is only going to lead me to a point where I'm still empty. I'm still not satisfied. I need you, Jesus. I want you. I run to you. That's when you know you've celebrated Easter. That's when you know you got it. When it clicked. Some of you are like, man, I, I forgot about the magnitude of the message. Good night. You mean, you mean really? Like this God would forgive me. You don't know what I've done. I mean, as I look back in the rearview mirror of my life, I related to Keith. I mean, I got a lot of stuff back there I'm not terribly proud of, terribly happy of. You mean God would forgive me? Even the stuff nobody knows? Exactly. God will forgive you. That's Easter. You can be forgiven and have an intimate relationship with God. You see, God's made it possible to live with him forever in the fullness of joy. And because you believe the Easter story, you can be saved. It's amazing. 
Can you say this morning, I'm forgiven? Can you say that really in the depths of your heart? If you can, say it out loud. Say, I'm forgiven. Yeah, that feels good, doesn't it? I'm forgiven. You've been delivered. I've been delivered from the bondage of sin, the bondage of Satan. You have the power of the resurrected Christ within you to live a new life. You're free. This is amazing truth. Never alone, never forsaken, assured of eternal life, and now have the power of Christ within you. No one can snatch you out of his hands. That's Easter, and that's the good news. After service, you're going to have a chance to, uh, as you walk out, to, to grab some erasers. You say, what's the deal with erasers? Well, they say no Jesus on it, because really, if you know Jesus, you know forgiveness. But also the eraser symbolic. Remember when you learned cursive? That was actually before when you actually had to learn cursive. <laughs> um, for some of you young kids, that's actually when you take a pencil and you, you kind of write. Yeah, just so you know. Um, to date myself, I had no computers in high school. There were none. Just for your word. So I knew what this was, an eraser. You see, when you'd write and you botched it up, which was often, I praise God for an eraser. You could erase that bad boy and get a new start. That's what it's about, isn't it? When you know Jesus and you know forgiveness, you get a new start. That's good news. I want you to grab one on the way out and remind yourself of the gospel. You can have a new start with Christ. Because of the cross, we're forgiven. Because of the resurrection, we're set free and we have hope. That eraser reminds us of that. The church in Corinth that Paul had written to, which I read that passage earlier, they'd kind of forgotten the point of what really Christ had done. They kind of got to the point of, well, the word wasn't used then. The reality was Easter was no big deal. And here's what Paul writes to him a little later. He says, if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we're then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Paul lays it out, it is a big deal. If Christ has not risen from the dead, which is what we celebrate today, your faith, my faith, is futile. Christ has not risen from the dead, our sins are not forgiven. Paul goes on to say, if Christ has not been risen from the dead, I'm to be pitied among all men. In other words, what a fool I am, what a fool we are. But they never could find the body. No matter how hard they looked, the enemies, 500 people saw Jesus rise from the dead, declare it today as millions upon millions this day right now celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Isn't that kind of awesome? Throughout the world. We're amazing. What an amazing moment celebrating the greatest message ever that Jesus has risen from the dead. I don't know about you, but you can't write off that type of transformation among millions and millions of people. Easter is the message that you can start over. Now, let me ask you something. Who believes that Jesus rose from the dead? No peer pressure, right? Some of you are like, man, if I don't raise my hand, he's going to think I'm a demon or something. But no, Jesus is risen from the dead. We believe it. 
I hope you believe it. And if you believe that, you can start over. Some of you might need to get reoriented this Easter. Because it's one thing to say, I believe in the resurrection. It's another thing to actually have it make a difference in your day-to-day life. What difference does it make in your life that Jesus rose from the dead? Think about it. Every day you live, does it make a difference? I mean, if it makes a difference, that affects everything, doesn't it? I mean, that means when he was raised to a life, he gave you a new life. And by implication, a new life's not an old life. That means all your plans, all the dreams you might have had, all the things you set your hope on before, all your lifestyle should be different. Because you have a power in you, you have a new life you did not have before. The resurrection changes everything. And Easter makes it possible for you and I to step back from it all and say there's a higher purpose than your desires. It's a higher purpose than all the little things we get caught up. And I know life gets hard and I know it gets difficult, but you know what? We know how it ends. We know know how it ends. And that we'll spend eternity with God forever. Forever. Because of the resurrection. As you drive a car, now that I drive a car, there's a couple pieces of glass that are kind of important. There's little pieces of glass. They're called rearview mirrors. There's a reason they're little. You're supposed to glance at them. There's another piece of glass in a car. It's called the windshield. It's big. That's the bad boy you want to look through. You want to focus forward. You want to make sure that you're paying attention to where you're going because the future is where you're going. The rearview mirrors, they're just to glance at. And some of you this morning may be steering in your rearview mirror and saying, all this stuff I've done has disqualified me from ever being used of God, from ever serving God. But because of the resurrection, God says, let's take the mirrors off. I want you looking forward. You have a, a future. You have a hope. You have a hope in Christ. Everybody who here who has trusted Christ has hope of eternal life with him. Easter's the answer. Easter's our answer. Easter's your answer. My Easter began when I bowed at Luther College and gave my life to Jesus Christ. When's your Easter? I've been blessed to see my kids trust Christ and be baptized, to see them make Jesus their answer, the greatest joys in life. Jesus, is he your answer? You see, when you come to, in Christ, life will become a celebration, not a burden. Life will have a purpose far greater than your career. Encountering the risen Lord, your life will become filled with wonder and worship. You'll live as a witness. You'll recognize nothing's greater than that. To represent the King of Kings, nothing greater, I'm telling you. Went to a movie the other night, and maybe some of you, the other day I should say, maybe some of you have seen it. It's called I Can Only Imagine. If not, I really strongly encourage you to go see it. It's a great, great movie. I was sitting in the back of the movie, and as I'm watching the movie, there's a part in the end of the movie where, um, I, won't, I won't spoiler alert, 
I don't want to do that to you. Um, but the son realizes his dad is, is with Jesus. And, um, and, and, and I started to cry. I wasn't even conscious of it. Uh, the tears just started coming uh, because my dad passed away four years ago. And uh, if you've lost someone, you notice even unconsciously when the anniversary comes, you kind of, it's kind of there. It's just like, it's, it's kind of amazing. But anyways, as I was watching the movie, I, I just thought of my dad finally in a much different light. You see, dad's final years in his life, uh, he battled dementia. A lot of times when I would leave, I felt like I was grieving every time I left because there's a part of dad that was gone each time I left. It was hard watching dad through, go through that. It was hard watching dad frustrated as he kind of knew something wasn't right. And, and he really, his later years of his life was, was very frustrating for him. Remember, I was looking through some things after he passed and around the time of his funeral. And I found this. It's a little Bible um, that was tucked away in his things. And uh, as I opened it and read it, and you'll see why. I cried and why I cried in that movie theater. Here's what was written in it. To Jack, it's my dad, who today, October 17, 1968, at 3 o'clock, said yes to Jesus Christ in a hamburger joint. Isn't that great? John 3.16 and Matthew 5.8. God demonstrates his love for you. While you were a sinner, Christ died for you. That's Romans 5.8. Jesus died for your sins. I'm just telling you. I'm not going to argue with it. It's true. By implication, that means you and I have done some things that deserve the wrath of God. We are guilty. I know what you're told, and I'm told we're pretty good, but before a holy God, we know better. We've displeased him. But Jesus paid for your sins. Jesus had to pay for your sins. There was no other way. No other payment could be good enough. And God is looking down right now and asking you, will, re will you receive this gift I have for you? If you want him, trust in his death and resurrection on your behalf. Do what hundreds have done in this room. Because right now, as I talk, some of you, and you know, You've never made a decision to trust Christ. And it's great singing these songs. And, and there, you could, how do you miss the message of the songs? We sang the gospel four times. But as you're singing it, you're like, wow, that's really good. But I don't know this Jesus. I don't know what it is to have a relationship. Maybe you thought it was all about religion and man earning. It's not at all what the gospel is. It's about a relationship with Christ. And Christ paid the penalty for you and I through his death and resurrection. You have an opportunity this morning, an incredible opportunity to make this your Easter, your first Easter. Oh, I know you've had a lot in the years and, and you got together and had good ham and stuff like that, but you didn't really celebrate Easter if you haven't trusted in Christ and what he's done for you on the cross. Yes, you can be forgiven. Is some of you really still going, really? I mean, he would forgive me? All of my sin? Yes. Matter of fact, the first sermon preached after Jesus rose from the dead was by a man named Peter, who, by the way, will, will, would testify and will in heaven about all the mistakes he made. Good night. 
Peter's first sermon. He told the gospel, said Jesus died. He rose again, just like the prophet said. And the people were cut to the heart, and they said, what, what are, okay, what do we got to do to be saved? We want this Jesus. He said, repent. Repent. And what repent simply means is to turn away from your sin and to turn to God. Total transformation. But repent has the idea of acknowledging I've sinned. It, sep- it separates me from a holy God. And God, I ask for your forgiveness. And now I'll follow you. Have you done that? Have you repented of your sin? I want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning. Because you came and your heart's been right. You came and you have ears to hear this morning. And you're like, I, I'm ready. I, this, is, this is too good to be true. Why have I put this off? And this morning, you're not going to do it. You're going to say yes to Christ, and you're ready to do that. And it's not me pleading you. I'm not going to plead. I don't need to. Some of you in your heart, you're running to Jesus already. You're like, Give, take me. I want you. After all you've done for me, I want you. And if that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer. It's not that this prayer is the answer. It's, it's these words. I just hope that they'd be an expression of your heart. Maybe if you're not sure how to word it, maybe this prayer would kind of sum up maybe some of the stuff going on and, and that you could make this prayer your prayer. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to kind of say a line. And if this is something you want to do, this is a decision you're ready to make to trust Jesus Christ right here, right now. Not in a burger joint, but at the pack. This is your day. Ready to make this your Easter. Let me lead you in prayer. Let's pray. Again, make this your prayer. Lord Jesus, for too long, I've kept you out of my life. I know that I'm a sinner and that I cannot save myself. But no longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. And by faith, I gratefully receive your gift. The gift of salvation. I'm ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to this earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins. And I believe you rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me eternal life. I believe your words are true. So come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior. Lord, for those who've prayed that prayer. Assure them that you love them and forgive them. Protect them from the attacks that I'm sure will come as they even walk out this door. Remind them this week, these weeks ahead, of this new relationship they have with you, this new life. 
And Lord, help all of us in this room to quit staring at the rearview mirrors and look forward with hope, with gratefulness for the resurrection. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like you to do something someone did for me. Um, I, won't, I promise I won't embarrass you. Um, but as you and I begin a new relationship with Jesus, there's always filled with a lot of questions and we want to help. And so um, if this morning, if you, if you prayed that prayer and said yes to Jesus, I, I just want you to slip your hand up. That, that's all. I'm not, nothing more than that. Just, just slip your hand up. Oh, good. Good. Slip it up. Now, if you invited somebody here and you see that their hand's up, put your hand up. The reason I want you to do that is because we're going to hand out something to them. And we have some people who are walking and have some little books. Um, they're like this. And so if you could keep your hand up again. If you've trusted Christ, please keep your hand up. There's some people around here who have these little books. It says, now what? I mean, now what? I mean, what, what, what am I supposed to do? Um, and so keep your hand up. And there's some people who make sure they get you a book um, so you have it. And on the front, there's a little blue thing uh, that's information put your name um, if you want some information you can bring this to the welcome desk we have a gift for you there we want to give it to you and if you're the person who invited them here please follow up with them this week don't drop the ball meet with them help them to begin this new journey maybe right now that uh, even now you might be praying and you're like I, I'm not I'm not sure maybe you need to think about this a little more and then maybe um, as the service is ending, you'll, you pray to receive Christ. There'll be some books out at the welcome table. We strongly encourage you to grab one. We want to help you on your new journey, on your new relationship with Christ. And again, so if you, if you haven't received one of these, slip up your hand if you pray to receive Christ. We really want to make sure you get one so you begin your new journey. And for all who've trusted Christ as your Savior, please grab an eraser. You're going to need it in the days ahead. That to know Jesus is to have a fresh start and to know forgiveness. God bless you all, Jerry.